Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Jared Bailey from Laces Out. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First off, it's free. You don't got to pay anything to use Anchor. And there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the preview show, Week 11, Laces Out, Jared Bailey, Kurt Homiser. With you as always, and partner, we got another big Sunday of action ahead of us. How are you doing? Um, I feel like a million bucks right now. Maybe maybe a billion bucks. I feel great, you know, going into going into Week 11 here. And I don't know, my Bills got a buy, so I got a nice relaxing week. I can watch multiple games at 1 o'clock. I can watch all the 4 o'clock games. I don't have to worry about a loss. You know, I'm... I'm having a good day, and I, I'm feeling I'm feeling great this weekend. So I'm. I'm I always feel I always feel like an empty feeling when my team's on a bye. I yeah. hate it. It's, you know, I, it's always the worst. It is. It's it's not fun. You know, I I would love to watch my Bills, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like you know, after after the Cardinals game last week, it, it might be okay right. to take a little bit of a break. Oh, see, especially like if Pittsburgh ever goes into the bye on a loss, I'm extra mad because mm-hmm. I'm just like I just want to you know get just away. Can't wait to get back on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. But so, you know, we got some good. We got some really good games this week. We've got this is one of the better slates of Sunday games in a while, and then the Monday night game is it's going to be a good one. So, yeah. um, where do you want to start, partner? Because like you, we we've got a lot of good ones. We do, we do, and I think maybe one of the most intriguing kind of storylines going into this week. Drew Brees is not in that quarterback, so you would think one would think Jameis Winston, the man they signed, the man they brought in to back him up would start but that is not the case my friend i hope atlanta goes in and wins <laughs> by 90 i really hope they do i am so tired you know last night on monday line and wine we had anita marks come on the great anita marks and um, she is infatuated with Taysom hill and i don't get it. i i am so sick and tired of hearing about Taysom Hill. <laughs> I'm tired of everybody making a ginormous deal about a gadget player who makes one good play every eight games. Mm-hmm. And he gets and about five, some... five snaps a game, five off, offensive snaps pretty much. And you know how I feel about Jameis Winston. I'm not a Jameis Winston truther by any means. <laughs> but a guy, have... who th- yeah. a guy who threw 5,000 yards last season yes. and north of 30 touchdowns, you're not going to start him over the guy who has, what, 17 career passes just because look at what he can do as a special teams gunner. Right. Like, who gives a damn? This is, I hope they get flacked. I, I hope I, they I get do, steamrolled. Too. I really do. I, I hope – I, I, I just – you know, Taysom Hill's a fun player. He's, he's interesting. He's weird. He's just he's, – there's nobody really like him in the league. But the thing that drives me nuts, I've talked about it, I've said it a billion times on the show, the contract for this dude. The yeah. contract. They owe him a $16.16 million cap hit next year. That is unreal. I mean, it's for a guy who's 30 years old who, you know, I mean, now he'll get more offensive snaps. But when Drew Brees was in, what, he maybe saw five to ten snaps a game on offense. He contributes, you know, a touchdown every three games. That's good. Not $16 million good. So. I don't understand it. Um, like you said, I mean, I would have more faith in James Winston. I would have more faith in saying, hey, you know, you might throw two interceptions, but you can throw for upwards of 350 yards. I would trust that. I would want that. I mean, Atlanta's defense is not good, but 
I don't see Taysom Hill carving them up by any means. No, I don't either. And, you know, if, if Taysom Hill was a running back, he'd be the third highest paid running back in the league right now. He's <laughs> making more money than every running back not named Henry or McCaffrey. So that's, it's – That's unfair. That's unreal. So I mean, if the Saints want to – and look, I know we're supposed to be unbiased in this. I, this is one of the rare times where I – I don't mean to sound distaste, like distasteful toward Taysom Hill. I don't know him. I'm sure he's a nice human being. I'm so tired of hearing about him. Yes. I'm tired. Of, he's a, a diet Cordell Stewart who everybody's just infatuated with. It, it, it's annoying at this point. Yeah. And I, I, hope, I hope that Atlanta keeps this. Atlanta's been on a little bit of a roll. They've won, what, three of their last four. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and usually it doesn't matter, you know, the records of these two teams. Both games are usually pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. Um I hope Atlanta goes in and just absolutely lays a beating on and, the Saints this weekend. Yeah, and you know, and that's the thing too is Taysom Hill is going to come in. When, when Drew Brees was there, it was the Alvin Kamara show. Yeah, that's not going to change. That's not going to change now that Taysom Hill's in. It's not going to become the Michael Thomas show. It's still going to be Alvin Kamara. So I mean, Atlanta's game plan has got to be easy. You stack the box. You maybe put a spy on Taysom Hill if he's going to run. And honestly. How many guys do you need to cover Michael Thomas this year? He's not the Michael Thomas that, you know, is just unstoppable. He runs a quick slant and then maybe gets 10 yards out of it. But, I mean, the Saints the Saints have a good defense. Their offense is just very one-dimensional with Alvin Kamara. I mean, they have Emmanuel Sanders. They have Michael Thomas. They can get things done there. But, I don't know. I'm not – I wouldn't. I'm not scared of Michael Thomas this year. He 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 has to prove it to me that I need to be scared for him and need to game plan heavy for him. Yeah, and on the other side, I mean, like you said, Atlanta's defense hasn't been very good, but again, they're facing now a quarterback who is. I I don't know the exact number of attempts. I want to say it's less than 20 that he's had in his career. I'm pretty sure it's less than 20. Uh, If you want to pull that up and see if I'm right, I said 17. I'm pretty sure I was in the ballpark. But over, over under uh, 17. Over under 16 and a half pass attempts for the career of Taysom Hill. I'm going to take the over. Let's but see. it's whenever he comes in, it's always that wacky, just I know breeze out wide and yeah. Um, let me see here. All right, passing. Um, like oh, it only shows up rushing and receiving. That that should show. That's a problem. That should show why. Uh, here we go. All right, <laughs> career. He has. 18 uh, passing attempts oh, for, for 205 yards, one interception. Um, where's touchdowns? Why can't I find touchdowns? Does he oh, not he have, any have any touchdowns? I don't think so. No? All right. I thought he did, but maybe not. But still, I mean, 18 passing attempts, and you're going to give him the ball over Jameis Winston? That's- Sean Payton loves him for – for some ungodly reason, Sean Payton loves him. I mean, I feel like you kind of have to for the money that you're paying him. For If, you, yeah. if you're going to bring him in and keep him around, I mean, I don't know if it's just one of those things where they didn't want to, you know, maybe admit that they were wrong with him and wrong with giving him the contract. But mm-hmm. at some point, I mean, you guys are leading your division. You're still, you know, at the top of the standings in the NFC – don't let your pride get in your way and I mean start a guy like Jameis Winston I'm trying to look how many career passing uh attempts Jameis Winston has probably (laughs) blows Taysom Hill out of the water I was texting Uh, with Matt Verderam about this yesterday as soon as I saw the news come out and he was pretty much saying the same thing that we are and it's I don't get the infatuation by it mm -mm. he he said something about um (laughs) He thinks that Sean Payton wants to give him a $100 million contract if he could. <laughs> I was like, hey, let it happen. Let the Saints go 3-13 and 13 every year. I, would, I, would love, I don't I'd care. I'd love to see that, yeah. Are you, you ready to see uh, Jameis Winston's career passing attempts? As I'm trying to, to get a number season. in my head for, for Jameis Winston. He's been in the league, what? He was a starter for six he years? started in 2015, so one, two, About three, four, years. four, five, six. Yeah, five. Yeah. Five. So what, what do you think? I'll say – I'll say right around like 2,100 pass attempts. Yeah, you were, you, you were kind of close. 2,559. Wow, wow. I didn't know it was that much. As compared to Taysom Hill's 18. 2,559 to 18. He has a, he has a career completion percentage of 61.4, which, you know. Which isn't great. Isn't great, but. Well, here's the thing. You, like, I mean, like we already said, by no means am I a Jameis Winston fan. I don't no. think he's good. He led the league in passing yards last year, though. 
mm-hmm. you know? So I don't get how, you know, you get him for a bargain and then Drew Brees goes down with injury. You get this perfect opportunity to see, okay, is this who we can kind of move forward with when Drew's gone? And we said, now nah, let's put in that guy we use at tight end running back in Gunner. Let's see what he can do. The guy who's thrown 18 passes in his career is already 30. Let's see what he can do instead of the guy who led the NFL in passing yards. I hope they get beat by 90. Because that, that's really the thing. I mean, what, what I said earlier with, you know, they have Michael Thomas, they have Emmanuel Sanders. I would be more nervous if Jameis Winston was in there. I don't So have, much more nervous. I don't have faith that, that Taysom Hill can get those guys the balls consistently. But Jameis Winston can. He might throw an interception in between there, but he can get the ball to them. And I don't know. I they're seven and two. I mean, if they lose this game, that's pretty big because the Buccaneers are right behind them. I mean, yeah, they they have the division um, head-to-head matchup against them, but Bucks are seven and three. They face the Rams this week, who have kind of been struggling. So I don't know. I mean. Drew's well, the Rams gone. haven't been too bad. I mean, they just beat Seattle, who they looked okay against there. So, yeah. Um, who oh, I'm trying to think of who they they faced Miami the week before, I believe, and that's where the defense, their the Dolphins defense, kind of ate them alive. So, kind of an up and down past couple weeks for the Rams. It'll be, I, I'm I'm staying away betting wise from this game just because yeah. um, one, it's in prime time. The Buccaneers apparently are just horrible in prime time. <laughs> I don't know if the Rams are going to be able to keep this streak going. I don't know if the Buc- – I mean, I like the Bucks' odds against, you know, the Rams' defense, which is very good. But in a primetime game where the Bucks have been god-awful this year, I'm, I don't want to take my chances. Where are you, where are you sitting on this right now? I, I'm kind of the same way with you. I wouldn't I, – I'm not going to bet on this game. I'm not going to really touch this game. I'm excited to watch this game. Um, Finally, a Monday I, night game worth watching. Yeah, I, I just think that this is, you know, the Bucks put a beat down on the Panthers. They were supposed to do that. You need to see a game from the Buccaneers this year where they go head-to-head with a team, a good team like the Rams, and they just beat them like what, – what's the word I'm looking for? They, they beat them convincingly. They, they need to have a game – They get a blowout. Excuse me. Yeah, where they just – have a convincing win against a good team, a good coaching staff, and they kind of prove it that, hey, you know, don't forget about us. We're legit. We lost to the Saints twice, but we're legit. We can win. We're probably going to go on a little run here in the second half, so keep a heads up. But, I mean, you can't you can't count Tom Brady out as much talent as they have on that team. I mean, I can't imagine they'll, they'll be stopped for too long. Um, I think if I had to pick, I think I'd pick the Bucks in this game, but – I don't know. It is in Tampa Bay, too. So I guess that makes a little bit of a difference on primetime, even though they did get embarrassed on primetime in Tampa Bay by the Saints. Yeah. I mean, they, I'm trying to think the, the, the win against Green Bay is probably their only like convincing win mm-hmm. over a good team. But even then, I mean, it's early in the season. Every team's going to have at least one bad game. So that's why I'm trying not to look too much into that, yeah. you know, the Saints just humiliating them because, I mean, that's really the only time Tampa Bay's looked horrible this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we can always just give them a little bit of a mulligan for that, but. The Bucs, the Bucs, I, I don't know. I mean, they got the Rams this week. They got the Chiefs next week. They've got a tough stretch coming. Vikings after that. I mean, I'm not going to write off the Vikings totally. I think that's a winnable game for Minnesota. Um, then the Falcons, that's probably a win. Lions, Falcons. So, they, the last three games are a little bit easier. But, you know, the next three weeks are going to be a pretty serious test for Tampa Bay, I would think. Yeah, I agree. You know, I don't think they're going to beat the Chiefs. Um, but uh, at the same time, Kansas City's got to lose another one eventually. So, right. I mean, if you're going to lose one, then there's no shame in losing to a really good defense in Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll see how they play against the Raiders, um, which, I mean, I guess we can kind of use that to segue into that game because this is my favorite bet of the week. I mean, they're six-and-a-half-point favorites against Vegas. Um, you hear that? <laughs> I do not know, but um, uh, anyway, Chiefs are going <laughs> to smoke them. Chiefs are going to yeah. roll them. I mean, you really think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are going to drop two games to the division rival and the Raiders? I don't think so. And I think they're pissed off. I think they're they're yep. just you know they're eight and one. This is the only loss on the year. I mean, they're mad. They they should be right there with the Steelers. They should be undefeated. So they're not, they're not going to just come out and win by a close margin. I don't think. Yeah, this is a Raiders team that you were high on coming into the year. I wasn't so high on them myself, but 
Um, I mean, they're sitting at six and three. They're, I believe they're the number one wild card spot right now. They're the five mm-hmm. seed if the season yep. ended today. So, um, no, they're playing for their own playoff implications as well. And an AFC that features, I think, four six and three teams. It's Vegas, Cleveland, Tennessee, and Baltimore all sitting at six and three right now. Um, so they're trying to fight for, you know, or is it Miami the six and three? Uh, I think it's um, uh, yeah, it is Miami. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, what's what's Tennessee's record? Tennessee is uh, six and three. Yeah, so okay, so we've got just a boatload of teams that are all six and three. Uh, in the AFC. Let me let me run through here. Miami, all these teams are six and three. Okay. Uh, Indianapolis, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, Las Vegas, Tennessee. Those are all six, six and three teams. Six and three teams just in the AFC alone. Wow. So, I mean, Vegas is fighting for their playoff lives right now just because. Well, yes, they are the top wildcard seed right now. Whoever doesn't get in between – whoever doesn't win the division between Indianapolis and Tennessee, it looks like they're going to get the six or seven. Mm-hmm. Um, Cleveland isn't going anywhere. Miami's on a run right now. We know Baltimore's still going to you know, be clawing and more than likely get a spot there. It's – every game for all of those six and three teams right now is vital. Mm-hmm. And this is no different for, for the Raiders who – no, I don't think they're going to win either. I think the Chiefs are going to win by 100 and just absolutely get revenge for that, uh, the, the, their lone loss on the year. Um, it's just the Raiders' defense, I mean, especially secondary-wise. One, they don't have um, Cleveland Farrell. He's, he's gone due to COVID concerns, so he's not going to be playing. That's their best pass rusher right there if you can't get to Tom Brady. I mean, you can't get to Patrick Mahomes, and you've got some issues right there. I don't think Nevin Lawson is going to be able to keep up with Tyree Kill and Mecole Hardman all game long. Um, so it's, I think it's going to be a relative blowout. I think it, the Chiefs could score 40 this game. I wouldn't necessarily surprise I, me. No, I wouldn't. I mean, the Bills put up 40 on the Raiders. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. the Raiders, the Raiders have a good team, but they're not, they're not a great team. They're not, I mean, they might, they might not even sneak into the playoffs, but they, they, they should sneak into the playoffs. I mean, there's, we said six, six and three teams. I was going to say, they could very well fall off yeah. this second half of the year. There's, there's only one six and three team in the NFC. So that, that kind of shows the, the difference between the AFC. Who, that, is that, who would that be right now? I'm going to guess. Is it, are they a division leader right now? No, they're not. They're a wild card team then. Who is it? Rams. Rams are the only six oh. team in the NFC. Okay. Yep. Kind of weird. I mean, I AFC's probably yeah, but AFC's a stronger stronger conference for sure. But that NFC is still tight too. I mean, the the NFC playoff battle is going to be you know the whole NFC West. I mean, Seattle Rams Cardinals. 49ers are going to be dropping off. They already have. They're four and six. But 49ers are done. Yeah, you can stick yeah. a fork in the 49ers. But, I mean, then you got maybe the Bears, maybe the Lions. And then, Come on now. What? Lions maybe. We're not going to – you know how I feel about the Bears. We're not putting the Bears in any sort of playoff I, conversation. I'm right just – I'm not going to write off the Bears strictly because of their defense. I wrote off the Bears when they were four and one. I didn't give a damn. I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> I, I like their defense and their offense really – they need to do the bare minimum, and they're not doing uh-huh, that, which uh-huh, blows puns. my mind. But, oh, yeah, puns. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they need to do the bare minimum, and they're not doing that. Nick Foles can't do it. Mr. Trubisky is, has been inactive because he's been hurt. Who, who did they put in uh, when Foles got hurt? It was uh, Bray something, Connor Bray or something. Connor I don't know. Bray? I think that was his name. But So th- their quarterback situation is – uh, an absolute mess. They're awesome. So Tyler Bray? I'm trying yes, to think that's of all what these. it is, Tyler Bray. Is it Tyler Bray? Those, yeah. Mm-hmm. So their quarterback situation is a mess. Um, I don't, you know, looking to the future, I don't really know what Where the hell Tyler do. Bray go to school? Because the name does sound familiar. Is he a Big Ten school guy? Mm, I can look it up right now. That sounds like he sh- was like the quarterback of Rutgers or something. Tyler Bray. Uh, he after playing his college football at the University of Tennessee. Oh, all right. Well, never mind. <laughs> okay. He was he went undrafted. Seems seems like it. Uh, he, when was he? When was he? Twenty thirteen is when he came. Oh, out. good God! He, he, okay. He was with the Chiefs. He was with the Chiefs for twenty thirteen to twenty seventeen. I assume uh, it was like the third string of the practice squad guy. I, I would assume so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, kudos I for him for sticking around that long. So. He got some playing time last week, at least. I don't know what 
I mean, I would uh, well, assume they'll, they'll put in Mitchell Trubisky if Nick Foles is not oh, yeah. healthy, but. Well, if you had Tyler Bray getting mentioned on the show in your bingo card, congratulations. Um, so what else? I mean, we talked about the six and three teams. We mentioned Cleveland. We might as well jump into that game because this is another game. Eagles plus three coming into the game. I bet that I think that they cover. I think they went out right. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, you look at the Browns, they've scored 16 points in the last two games. Baker Mayfield has 127 yards passing I, in those two games. I will say, because I don't really, I don't really know about this game, but I will say to counteract that the weather in Cleveland has horrid. just been horrid. So, I mean, I can't really, yes, I can blame Baker because I don't really think he's a great quarterback, but you got you to gotta give some leeway there for putting up points because they're just leaning on the run game, which is not bad because yeah. freaking Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can run for three, 300 yards each game. But, no, this is, this is a game. This is a game that you need to see Baker step it up. I mean, you're 6-3. and three, You're down your number one wide receiver. You get your, your number one running back back with Nick Chubb. Show me something. I mean, the Eagles just got beat down by the Giants last week. They're kind of losing grip of their division here. If you're the Browns, this is a statement game. This is a game like, hey, we need, we're beating the teams that we should beat, and we need to beat them convincingly. That's my, that's my word of the show here. I like that word. So, <laughs> Browns, Browns need to win this game for sure, I think. If they lose, I don't know. I'd have to look at their schedule going down a stretch here. But, I mean, this is, this is a very winnable game for the Browns. Have a, a few reasons, actually, why I think the Eagles win. One, you mentioned it, the weather in Cleveland. Past two games has been horrible. It's supposed to be 40s, raining and windy again on Sunday. We know how bad – you know especially how bad the banks of Lake Erie are oh, this time of year. Yes, so, that's going to play a factor into things as well. Number two, Miles Garrett's gone this week due to COVID. Yes. So, losing your best pass rush – losing their pass rush. <laughs> Miles Garrett is their pass rush. Going to give Carson Wentz a whole lot of time. Number three, the Eagles are getting healthier. Miles Sanders was back last week. Dallas Goddard was back last week. They're going to be working Zach Ertz back into the rotation a little bit. So – they're getting more guys on offense back. Alshon Jeffrey finally came back, although at this point I think they're better suited putting you out there <laughs> more so than Alshon Jeffrey right now. And then, like I said, I mean, you look at Baker, the past two games completed 53% of his passes, 127 yards passing a game, no touchdowns. They've been very reliant on the run game, which it makes sense. I mean, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both had over 100 yards yeah. last week, but, you know, the – the Browns are 21st in passing offense or passing defense, actually. So um, I have to look to see what they are in passing offense. I can't assume they'd be more too much higher than that if they'd probably yeah. be lower. So I think that Carson Wentz comes out. I think that they try to balance in more of the run game because we've seen one Boston Scott filled in great friend of the show, Boston Scott filled in great for Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders is back now. They bring in Jordan Howard. So, I mean, they've got, a did, good collection of guys. Did they, but, did they officially bring in Jordan Howard? I, saw I he, thought he, they did. I saw he visited. I don't know if he actually officially signed, but I mean that that would be that'd be a nice get for them. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't really pan well, even out. then, even then, you know, if he isn't there, I mean, they started inserting Corey Clement. Yeah. Um, and into the the running back rotation a little bit too. So I mean, they've got two very capable guys in Scott and Sanders to go to. Fulgham is you know emerges a nice target. Jeffrey coming back. Jalen Rager. Um, who you know, a lot of people have some high hopes for this week. Um, I, I think that right now the Eagles are desperate. They got to win eventually again. Yeah. And, you know, the Browns, they haven't scored, they've, like I said, eight points per game their last two games. They don't have Miles Garrett. I think that, you know, the Eagles get a little bit back on track. They'll get a win this week. And Cleveland, you know, going to six and four is going to be big for them because I think the majority of those six and three teams in the AFC are better than they are. Yeah. Yeah. And, just, just a little side note. Uh, Eagles signed Jordan Howard to the practice squad, so he is okay. on the team. He probably wouldn't be active this week, but um, yeah, I mean this this game is huge. He, I'm looking at Brown's schedule right now. They have the Eagles, and they have the Jaguars as a winnable game. Then they have the Titans, Ravens, Giants, Jets, Steelers. So I mean, what do we do? We mark maybe that, that, two we, or three that you can mark in as definite wins. Other than that, they're all going to be up in the air. I mean, I, I think right now I would I would pick Titans, Ravens, Steelers to beat them. So that's three yeah, definitely right there. So, I mean, you need to win this game because you should beat the Jaguars, you should beat the Giants, you should beat the Jets. I mean, this is honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants go in and beat them. You know, their defense has gotten a little yeah, bit better. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it would be a low-scoring game, as most Giants and Browns games are. It'd be like a thirteen to nine win for the Giants or something mm -hmm. stupid like that, but. Yeah, but, no, this I mean, is a big this, game for the Browns. This Eagles game is literally 
probably the determining factor of whether you go four and three down the stretch or three and four. And that's huge in the AFC because there's going to be teams on your coattail the entire ride to week 17 here. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think they need to win this game. I don't know if they will. Um, like you said, with the weather, I think it's just going to be the Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb show. And Eagles know that. Everybody in the world knows that. But I don't think they're going to be able to stop them because those guys are unreal. Well, if they're smart, Philadelphia would just sell out to stop the run, take anything mm. underneath away and say, beat us deep. And yeah. I don't think that the Browns are going to be able to do it. So that's assuming, like I said, that Jim Schwartz will, will play it smart. And so far this year, it doesn't seem like the Eagles – defense has been anything resembling that so well that'll be a fun game to watch and well, and i'm looking I, forward I to seeing that I, I was just thinking about it too i wish i wish nick chubb didn't get hurt because before he left he was he was lighting up the show and then yeah as soon as he comes back he's lighting up the show again i mean he he led the league in rushing last year he very well could have done it again this year if he stayed healthy he missed mm, what did he miss three or four i three or four games he so, missed I mean, a month yeah yeah so i mean that's a that's pretty much their main piece on offense there. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess this is a good segue. We could talk about a little, a little some running back talk. We, we don't really talk about sure. running backs too much. We, we focus on the quarterbacks a lot because that's the sexy position. But always <laughs> got to show love for the running backs because right now um, there's kind of a tight race at the, at the top for, for leading rusher in the league. We got Dalvin Cook in there with 954 rushing yards. We got Derrick Henry with 946. They're pretty close, and then I mean, the number three place is three hundred and or sorry, seven hundred and thirty with Ronald Jones. So, I mean, it's I don't see anybody else coming to beat those guys. I think it comes down to, to Cook or Henry to to win that rushing title. Um, I don't know what say you. Do you, you think anybody comes up out of out of the ground and takes those guys down? No, it'll be one of those two, just because both their quarterbacks suck. Um, Fair, you know, it's. It was pretty evident early on that Kirk Cousins wasn't going to be able to pass this team to wins, and they were going to have to rely more on Dalvin Cook. I think I love Dalvin Cook. I think he's the best running back in football right now. Nothing to take away from Derrick Henry. He can just do a lot more than Derrick Henry can. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, um, which is a big factor in the modern running back. And Derrick Henry, I think, is much more of a throwback running back where he's just you know three yards in a cloud of dust, and then eventually he'll break one off where he's plowing over guys. So um, I think that Dalvin is a lot more versatile. Um, and I, I think you should win it, you know, just because, you know, you'll get those few plays a game where Tennessee does, you know, get some, some passes in with, you know, A.J. Brown, maybe a Corey Davis or, you know, sometimes a Johnny Smith as well. So, I mean, they've got – I think that they look for the pass a little bit more off play action, and I think that's where, you know, that might take a little bit away from Derrick Henry. But, no, Minnesota's very, very clear what they do. We're going to run the ball with Dalvin Cook. Just try and stop us. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, so far the past month or so, it seemed to work. They're kind of, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Clawing their way back into, uh, you know, at least trying to claw their way back into a wild card picture. But right. it, it'll be tough to do. But if Dalvin Cook keeps doing what he's doing, it, it can get a little bit easier. Yeah, and that's, that's the other thing, too. I mean, Dalvin Cook missed a lot of games. He was, he was out, and he still is leading the league in rushing, which Which is absurd. I mean, he – what did he miss? I, I think he missed – he missed at least, I want to say two, yeah, maybe two. two. Two or three games, I think, and he's still leading the league in rushing. I mean, it's, I, I think I might, I, I might take Derrick Henry to finish, finish the season rushing champ um, just because of this. I, I'll say, who, who would you trust more? If you have to win a game by passing, would you trust Ryan Tannehill or Turk? Or Kirk Cousins. Who would Turd you, Cousins. <laughs> who would you trust more to, to win a game with his arm? You know, forget about running the ball. I just need to throw the ball 70 yards, two-minute drill. If I had to pick one of them, I'd pick, I wouldn't pick Tannehill. No, I wouldn't either. And that, that's why I think – Oh, damn I, it. He used it against me. Yeah, I I was see, exactly. Something. So, I, I think Derrick Henry takes it because I, I if it comes down to it, Ryan Tannehill is not going to win the game with his arm. He's going to rely on Derrick Henry all game long. You know, final two minutes, they might not run the ball, but all game long, you know, it's the Derrick Henry show. Yeah, it, you know, they got some nice pieces on the outside to throw the ball to, but when you're game planning for the Tennessee Titans, you're looking at Derrick Henry. You're saying, how do we stop this guy? 
if you're if you're game planning for the Vikings, yeah, you got to say that for Dalvin Cook. But you got Adam Thielen on the outside too, one of the top wide receivers in the league. I just think that you know the Titans are are run through another pun, run through Derrick Henry, and <laughs> you know, I mean it's a it's a ten yard difference for these guys. I think it comes down to week seventeen if one guy is active and one guy's not, if, if whoever wins this title. But I don't know. I just – I like Derrick Henry. I, I like watching Derrick Henry. He's so fun to watch. He's just a freaking tank out there. He'll run over anybody. I especially love it when he stiff arms my cornerback into oblivion and we never see Josh Norman again. But – Have we heard from Josh Norman since then? Where's yeah. he at right now? <laughs> well, he got COVID. I think he's okay. Oh, he, got, he, right. he was active. He was activated a couple days ago, so he should be okay after the bye. But um, no, I'm sure he's still hurting a little bit after that Derrick Henry stiff arm. Right. <laughs> no, it's you know when it comes down to those two guys, I mean they're obviously they're in very similar situations where you know their quarterbacks aren't very good. They don't have a lot of receiving weapons. Um, not to say that Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson aren't very good, but outside of them, what do you got? So mm-hmm. it's um, and defensively, both teams have been kind of up and down this year. Tennessee especially hasn't been very good on that side of the ball. So I mean, it's a lot of look. If Tennessee had a defense, then they'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But the fa- if it was just run the ball and play defense, they'd probably be an eight and one team right now. Yeah. But just the fact that one, their quarterback isn't good. I don't care what everybody you know points out. All these magical stats that he had last year it was one year. Look what's you know happening this year. They're starting to fall apart in the second half, just like I said they would. Suck it, Titans Twitter. Um, so yeah, no. Um, I, I mean, Tannehill signed what a two year extension this past off season. He isn't going to be there after that, right? I would think not. Um, I hope that for their sake, I hope they go quarterback in this year's draft yeah, just so I they mean, have a plan going forward. Do you really see Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback for the next five years? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't see that. Ryan Tannehill as my quarterback for the next five minutes, much less <laughs> the next five years. Jesus. I just, you know, I, I I like Ryan Tannehill. I mean, I don't. He's not great, but I, I think I don't. A, I think he's a capable <laughs> quarterback. I think he can win games. He's a good bridge. He's an athletic, yeah. more athletic Alex Smith, more athletic right. Kirk Cousins I mean, type. He, he's a he's a capable quarterback that you can go in and you know you'll have a chance at least if your defense can hold up. But I shouldn't say that about Alex Smith. First of all, Alex Smith is a far better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill ever has been. That was rude of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, for Alex Smith when he's listening to the show, I'm sure he'll be hurt by that. I um, want to talk to Alex Smith. Can we make that happen? I will try my hardest. I'll make as many phone calls as I can. No, the one guy, I think I told you this a long time ago, the one guy that, you know, I love all our guests that we've had on the show. We've had so many great ones. I, I can't thank them enough for coming on the show. But the one guy that I really, really want on this show. Oh, give me a hint because I want to try to guess it. Who's it's the quarterback. Um, how, can I, how can I do this without giving it away? Yeah. He's a bit of a journeyman. Yeah, he's a journeyman. But, oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yes, you got it. Yeah. I, I mean, how awesome would that be to just talk to Ryan Fitzpatrick and pick his brain? Because this guy has seen and done everything and been on pretty much I let him do. Team. I let him do my finals for me. Went to Harvard. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you didn't know that, he went to Harvard. He is a <laughs> all-around NFL guy. He seems like he's just a wholesome, great guy. I mean, Buffalo fans have so much love for this guy. But, I mean, even if he, if he wasn't the quarterback of your team, how can you hate on Ryan Fitzpatrick? Come to think of it, from this distance, do I look a little bit like Ryan Fitzpatrick if my beard was longer? If you grew out your beard a little bit, yes. I I think you would. Um, That's that's quite the compliment. I wish I could grow a beard, but I can't. I – it's it's patchy, it's gross, it's ugly, and but Ryan Fitzpatrick's beard is just gorgeous. Well, and, luckily, luckily for you, you've got that Clark Kent jawline with that mm-hmm. broad chin that really just makes you look it makes you look handsome. So thank you, my friend. We, You're we're welcome. Really, really off track with the football <laughs> talk here, but no, I I will I'll make a few phone calls. Let's see what I can do. Maybe maybe we can get one of these guys on the show because that would be pretty awesome. We don't really get but, too many quarterbacks on the show. No, we haven't. We've had one, and that was Ken Anderson, who we also need to bring yes, back soon because I miss him. He's, but we need we need a current guy. We need we need somebody. Yeah. You know, even even if he's a backup, I, w- I would just love to talk. Pick a brain of a quarterback because we get a lot of wide receivers. We get a lot of running backs, which is great. I thank them very much for coming and giving us their time. But you know, maybe Aaron Rodgers. That's a good segue to move in. Let's get Aaron <laughs> Rodgers on the show and let's talk about the Packers Colts this week. Yeah, no, I, this is another game I bet on. Um, I got one Packers plus two and a half. It went down a little bit to. Uh, Green Bay plus one and a half. I made sure I jumped on it at plus two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't get this at all. Do why? I. Why would? 
here's the thing, and I talked about it on a money line and wine last night. If the Packers would have taken care of business against Jacksonville and beat them by more than four, mm-hmm. let's say they beat Jacksonville by like 11 and it's more convincing, I think they would have came in at at least two-point favorites going into Indianapolis. But the fact that the Jaguars kept it close, you know, they had the punt return touchdown. Jake Luton threw a touchdown pass to Keelan Cole. It was, you know, only a four-point four point victory for Green Bay. I think that's what kind of swayed it for Indianapolis. And if I'm not mistaken, they played on the last Thursday night game where they beat Tennessee. So they're coming in hot as well. Yeah. And so I think that has a little bit to do with it. Um, but what just, say you? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think the Packers are just the overall better team. I think the Colts defense is very good. I mean, the Colts have the number one overall defense in the NFL this year. But, I mean, the Packers aren't too far behind. I think they're, I don't know, last time I looked, I think they were sitting around like 10, 12-ish area. So, I mean, Jair Alexander's playing great this year. The secondary's, you know, getting the job done. Front seven's playing all right. I, I mean, how can you go against Aaron Rodgers? I mean, I trust Aaron Rodgers a whole lot more than I do Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is, you know, he's, he's putting together a good year. You have to give Phillip Rivers that. He's He has a, had a very good bounce back year from his time with the Chargers last year because it was pretty ugly last year. Yeah, except the fact that he can't throw past the first down markers. He doesn't look, to, you know, he, he gives it to Naheem Hines and he runs it for three touchdowns a game. That's the thing, though. If I'm Green Bay, I'm just selling out over the middle and just saying, look, we're going to take away the run. We're going to take away anything underneath. Mm-hmm. Phil, you're going to have to use that ugly-ass throwing motion and mm-hmm. throw it deep, which you're, apparently you're not capable of doing anymore. So, no, I would put Jair Alexander on Michael Pittman. I would shadow his favorite target. Um, and I would make sure that he can't throw the ball downfield because, you know, if they take away – the underneath game, if they can slow down the running game with Taylor and Himes and whoever else they throw in at running back, they should win by by 10 or more. So, mm-hmm. you know, as long as Green Bay is smart about how they play deep, that always comes back to that. If you take away their biggest strength, which I can't feel like it, – it doesn't feel like it's going to be very difficult to take away what the Colts do well. Yeah. And that's just, you know, quick passes. Now, Mo, Mo Alley-Cox has been really good this year. So, you know – are their linebackers going to be able to keep up with him? That'll be, you know, an interesting, interesting part of the game to pay attention to. Um, and Indianapolis defense is really good. You know, it's I think the number two overall defense in the league right now. So um, number one in the league. But they, I'm, they? Look, I'm looking right now. They they're the number four run defense in the league. So I mean, Aaron Jones has been having a good year, but number number four run defense, number two pass defense. Wow. Number one overall defense. So. I mean, it's it's not an easy task. I'm not saying that you know the Packers are just going to run away with this game, but right. I was I was a little surprised that the Packers were the underdogs here because I still think that they're one of the best one of the best teams in football this year. No, I agree with that, and I think they get the win this week. Um, but that means that Tennessee is going to really have to take advantage of this week against Baltimore. I don't think they do that either. Now, no. the Ravens are missing a lot of guys. They are. Campbell isn't going to be playing. I'm pretty sure their entire front four is not going to be playing. They're going to be playing a lot of backups. The the Titans are missing a lot of guys, though, too. I think this is just a game that's their – let me pull up the injury this report. Is, this is the third preseason game right before <laughs> the uh, – it's pretty much the dress rehearsal. Pretty much. All right, so let's see. Javian Clowney's out. That's big for their defensive line because they really don't have a lot of help on that D-line. Yes, he's um, been so effective this year, hasn't he? He's had he's had a few nice games. He's not the Javian Clowney of old, but he has had a few nice games. Um all right, so he's out. Adam Humphreys is out. Adore Jackson's out. Um, I'm trying to look for Michael Pruitt. Oh. Tight end is out. Roger St- uh, Saffold is out. Guard. Um, those are pretty much the, the big guys that are out. Let's see. Calais Campbell's doubtful for the Ram- or for Ravens. Um, Brandon Williams, D tackles, doubtful. There's nobody that's listed as out yet, though, for the Ravens. But those two guys are doubtful. And that's it. There's, there's two guys that are questionable, too, so. I think, you know, I think the Titans are just riddled with injuries all over. Yeah, I mean, I'd be more worried about the Adoree Jackson thing if Baltimore could throw, but they can't. Um, <laughs> but luckily for them, you know, Tennessee's pass defense is awful, so maybe they sneak one pass. Now, Desmond King was a good signing or a good trade at the deadline by Tennessee, getting him from the Chargers. Um, I don't know. Uh, their pass rush is non-existent. They can't cover anybody. But can they stop the run? I mean, that's really – if they can make Lamar Jackson throw, even if they aren't a very good – that's what it'll come down to. It'll be a quarterback who's not good at throwing against a defense that isn't good at covering. And it'll be fun to see who comes out on top. 
I still think Baltimore is going to win this by a solid margin. I think that they have a bounce back from their that very ugly game against the Patriots. Yes, that was a disgusting game. And for their sake, I hope they never have to play in that again because that just seemed seemed like it was not fun at all. I think it'd be an ugly ass game. I think it'd be fun to play in the NFL. I think you know it might be a little fun, and that just did not seem fun at all. But um, no, I think the Ravens are kind of fight. Yeah, fighting for their chances because the division's getting away from them. They play the Steelers on Thanksgiving, which will be a huge game for both teams. But Cannot wait. I mean, this this game is big. Both of these teams are 6-3. and three. Both of them could be potential wild cards. One of them could be maybe both of them. No, not both of them are division because Ravens aren't winning that division. But Titans are fighting for the division. I think we haven't seen Lamar Jackson of last year. I think teams are maybe figuring out figuring him out a little bit which you and I both said was bound to happen. But Everybody on Twitter said I was insane. Oh, the Ravens are going to lose more than three games, man. You're crazy, <laughs> man. Okay, watch what happens there. Mm-hmm. Ravens flock fan 0734, or whatever the <laughs> your name is. Uh, I, think, I think teams are definitely figuring him out. But at the same time, he's still a talented quarterback. So... I don't know. I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna look up the uh, Titans' run defense here because I'm. Yeah, definitely see. do that. I want to see because that's that's how you beat that's how you beat the Ravens. You have to shut down the run. Uh, let's see. I'm picking on the fly. Um, looking for the I was about Titans. to make a really mean joke, but I'm. Ah, I'm making it anyway. <laughs> Is Lamar Jackson just a slightly better Taysom Hill? Mm, no, I can't say that. He won MVP. <laughs> I mean, Taysom Hill wasn't even. He'll never come close to an MVP. I know. I'm just saying that to rile up any Ravens fans that are listening because they already don't like when I talk about Lamar Jackson. All right. And that makes me I, happy. I found it. Titans are okay. they are 17th in the league in, in run defense. They're, That's not a good sign. They're giving up an average of 120.7 yards per game in the run. That's yeah, Baltimore might run for 300 <laughs> yards against them. <laughs> that is not how you beat the, the Baltimore Ravens. I mean – if they. Look, if they did to Pittsburgh what they can do to Tennessee, it, they could rush for 300 yards against Tennessee. Yes, I, I think so. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the Ravens got this one. I could very much see this being one of those games where Baltimore has, you know, 280 yards on the ground. Lamar Jackson goes like 9 of <laughs> 22 passing, and everybody raves about what a great game he had. Yeah. He'll throw for 96 yards. Marquise Brown will have two catches for 15 yards and be bitching and moaning again on Twitter after the Ravens win like 20 to 8. or some weird ass score like that it's gonna be ugly i don't like i'm i'm not holding my hopes or holding my breath for anything um anything spectacular from this game but i do think baltimore wins i do too i I do too um i think we uh we kind of forgot that there was a good thursday night game this week there was a finally there was yeah we haven't even talked about that game i know i kind of forgot about it until i was scrolling past it here but finally a good thursday night game and i I was having flashbacks. I was having nightmares that the Cardinals were going to do it again. I really – I was nervous that they were going to come back and, and do what they did to my Buffalo Bills, but Seattle held on, and I was a little surprised by this. I really – I thought the Cardinals were going to win this game. I thought they were going to just torch that Seattle defense. And, you know, they, they scored 21 points. Uh, Kyler Murray had two touchdowns, 269 yards. I don't know. I mean, Russ didn't really have that good of a game. He had, what, I think, let me see, uh, 197. He only threw for 197 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, he's still – is he still your favorite for MVP, Russell Wilson? No, I think Patrick Mahomes is starting to catch him in that. Um, and that's nothing against Russell Wilson, but, like, oh, by the way, I would have been pissed if they were able to do what they did to Buffalo because I bet Seahawks this game. So, <laughs> luckily, I was able to catch on that. But – um. No, no. I mean, if I had to pick one at this very moment, I mean, the past couple of weeks, Russell Wilson hasn't looked good. He looked good on Thursday, which is, you know, you know good for Seattle and whatnot. But um, I would still put Patrick Mahomes ahead of him right now just because you look at what Mahomes is doing. He's got – still only has the one interception on the year, I believe. Yeah. Which is absurd, which came against the Raiders. A nice weird way to tie thing, that back in. A weird thing is like – I don't know. Is it just me or does it seem like – I don't know. Do the, are the Chiefs just not getting hyped this year? Are they not getting the hype from the media? Is people Are people just kind of forgetting about the Chiefs? Because hey, Well, everybody does that every year where it's, you know, who's the talk of the year? Who's the story of the year? Who's, you know, and why? This year it's Seattle because Russell Wilson's having an ungodly year. They started off 5-0. and 
with a horrible defense and he was doing everything by himself. Yeah. And, and as I say all this, I'm kind of talking my way back into having him as the favorite because he's done it all pretty much by himself. <laughs> it's been, it's been Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett and crossing your fingers yeah. for Seattle this year. So I don't know, maybe he is still my favorite just because Patrick Mahomes has a lot more help. So I just talked myself back into Russell Wilson, <laughs> but like you said, um, no, I don't think it's the fact that anybody's sleeping on him. It's just, who's the storyline of the year? Last year it was Baltimore. The year before it was Kansas City. And then Kansas City came out on top last year. So, you know, people, I don't know how to describe it. You know, last year it was all the talk about, is Lamar Jackson the best quarterback in the league? And then Patrick Mahomes came out and won the Super Bowl and shut everybody up. This year I think it's, you know, everybody talking about Russell Wilson. But Patrick Mahomes is still there. One, Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in football. There's no denying that. But Russell Wilson's having the better, the better story of a year, I would mm-hmm. say. And yeah. I think that's why they're getting more attention than the Chiefs. Yeah, are. I would agree with that. I think this, this year is kind of weird because it's, there's a lot of those big storyline guys. Like, like you said, how last year Lamar Jackson was the guy. This year, I mean, it's, it's Russell Wilson. It's Kyler Murray. It's, I mean, you can even throw Josh Allen into that. It's, it's the big stories of kind of, you know, Kyler Murray and Josh Allen maybe aren't, the big, you know, superstars in the league where people like I'm talking money wise, you know, like the the, yeah. the money makers of the NFL. Russell Wilson is, Patrick Mahomes is, but I kind of like that, you know, these guys are getting a little little more talked about because last year you and I talked about Kyler Murray a lot and nobody else did. Kyler Murray had a yeah. great year last year. You and I love Kyler Murray. We were talking about him all the time, but nobody else talked about him. So I'm glad that, you know, even though even though I'm still mad at him, I'm glad that people are, are, are giving him the recognition that he deserves because he's, he's a great quarterback. I, I, I really like Kyler Murray, but he's a guy who should be an MVP talks too because he's having yes. a hell of a year. Yeah, he is. I mean, the other thing too is, well, first of all, did you see that he's trying to trademark the hell? Yes, I saw. Come on, man. It, you're, you I are. Russell Wilson, I thought Russell Wilson was cheesy. And now I'm just pissed off at every quarterback in the NFC West right now. He is a freak miracle play and a. Ah, uh, here we go. No, I, I don't. I don't want to get into it because, you know, it, it could get ugly. But I, I like Kyler Murray a lot. I, I really do. I think the, I think going down, what maybe, if if things stay on the right path, three years. I think the Cardinals could absolutely be a Super Bowl team. I mean, three years, you I, could, maybe even two. I mean, this team could be legit, legit contenders. More than anything on this earth, give me two years. I want to see Joe Burrow against Kyler Murray in a Super Bowl. Mm. I, I want to see the I think Bengals, the Bengals and Cardinals are face off. further away than, than Arizona. But I, I, think we're gonna, I think the Bengals are going to be extremely similar, similar to the Cardinals next year. I think they're going to store up people on defense because, and get a better offensive line. That was the biggest problem for Kyler last year is he didn't have any protection. Offensive line got a little bit better over the offseason. Defensively, they got a stud in Isaiah Simmons, who they seem to be working more into the defense as they should have been all year long. Um, so they got better on both sides of the ball, and then they're, now they're thriving. Now, I think that – it's similar just because Cincinnati, they play in a very tough division. The Cardinals play in a very tough division. Joe Burrow is showing off as a rookie that he's going to be one of the best in the league for years to come. I think Kyler Murray did the same thing. I think it's very, very possible that the Bengals have a plan. I think Zach Taylor's shown that he's a capable coach in this league. They've been in every game thus far. Pretty much, yeah. I've got no worries about the Bengals right now in terms of their future. As long as they play it right in the draft and free agency, um, I can't. I'm excited for this for this offseason for Cincinnati, which is weird coming from a Steelers fan. But I'm excited to see what they do because I do love Joe Burrow, and I want to see. I, I want to see if they can, you know, take it up to you know where they were with Andy Dalton a few years ago, starting off eight and zero, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, seeing what they can do. I think they're. I mean, they're setting themselves up nice this year. I mean, they're two six and one. They're probably going to be sitting. I don't know, it's like the fourth or fifth. Yeah, I think they'll win a couple more games. I think yeah. they'll probably be between that like six and eight mark. I'm gonna look at I'm gonna look at the Bengals schedule right now. I know they Oh that's play, a good idea. All right, let's see. They they play Washington this week. That's kind of a toss up game. I think I would yeah. I might go with Cincinnati. Um and then they have the Giants. Giants have been playing kind of kind of decently well uh yeah. as of late. So I don't know. That's another toss up game. Uh then the Dolphins. Tua versus Joe Burrow. Here here's my take on this game because I think I don't know if we talked about this on the show last week or something, but I'm going to say it again anyway. Um, 
because people, all the Bills fans are freaking out that the Dolphins are going to come for the division. This game kind of seems like a trap game for me. Um, if the Bengals, I think or, the Bengals win it. I, I think if the Dolphins win these next few weeks leading up to that game, and they're on a seven-game win streak, I don't, I don't think Joe Burrow takes too kindly to that. I think he he's puts the brakes on that, and I think they they beat the Dolphins, kind of put them back in in reality here. Um, I don't think the the Dolphins win eight games in a row. I mean, that would be. I, I don't think they win seven games in a row. I think they either get upset this week by Denver. Who do they play next week? Uh, I think the Jets, I believe. So. Ugh, damn it. Okay, yeah. my theory might be going down the drain as we speak. Yeah, they, they play, play the, the Jets. Yeah, ah, they, damn it. That's why I said I think they win seven in a row, but I don't think they win eight in a row against the Bengals. No, I mean, the Bengals are a solid team. They're not horrible by any stretch of the imagination. They've been in every game so far. I, I like Joe Burrow more than I like Tua um, mm-hmm. by a solid margin, actually. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be a game where Cincinnati could win. I think they win at least two. They're going to lose one of these next three. I think they'll win two of them. I think mm-hmm. they'll Washington toss up between the Giants. I might give the edge to the Giants or even Washington. They'll win. They'll go one and one in those two games. I don't think they win both of them. I think they beat Miami though. So right there, that's two more wins. They're sitting at, you know, four, whatever, seven and one, whatever the record would be. So that's, that's going to get them out of the top three because the Jets are obviously going to be number one. Jaguars more than likely two. And then it comes down to is Carolina going to keep losing and stay three? Mm-hmm. Is um, I mean, yeah, who else? Chargers too. Chargers. Charger, yeah, coming. Chargers just can't win apparently, so they're going to be you know in the same range as Cincinnati is. So don't don't forget too, um, Miami has Houston's first round pick. So yes, yes, Houston, yes, they do. Houston is two and seven right now. If they keep losing, I mean, Miami could find themselves in the top five again. Yeah, that is very true. So no, there's a lot of things that could happen as we lead up to. I'm excited for that game. That's going to be a fun game. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I mean, one game, I don't know, we don't really have to break into it too much here, but I want to see who who you're picking to win, Patriots or Texans. Uh, It's kind of a a dud game. doesn't really mean anything, but I don't know. I think it it might be interesting just because it's it's Deshaun Watson versus Cam Newton versus, you know, Bill Belichick. So it might be a little bit interesting, but I think – I think I would – I'm going to go with the Texans here, honestly. No, that's the thing. I'm right there with you. It's going to be a mobile quarterback who's one of the best in the league going against Cam Newton. And, um, you know, the, the Texans defense is really bad. But yeah. the Patriots just don't have anybody on offense. So, no. I think, you know, I, I like the Texans offense a whole lot more than I like the Patriots offense. Which is saying a lot because the Texans don't have a lot of guys on offense either. <laughs> have, I mean, well, they've got a lot. They're having a very nice year, though. Will Fuller's having a solid year. You know, Brandon Cooks is a nice pickup. I mean, they've got a lot of B minus C plus guys in their core, but when they're deep like that, it kind of raises the bar a little bit. So when you have a Randall Cobb and a Will Fuller and a Kenny Stills and a Brandon Cooks that make up your receiving core, I mean, that's a solid core to have. It's just no superstar talent. And don't um, forget about the big pickup of the offseason, David Johnson. Oh, Christ. <laughs> yeah, David Johnson's been phenomenal, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, it was DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, that was quite the trade. Good job, Bill O'Brien, you schmuck. Um, but no, I, I, I also like Houston in this game. Um, I think that Cam's just not good. He's, not, yeah. he's, he's great at being tall and running and running over people with the ball. He'll, he he'll have can't, – can't, can't throw. Yeah, can't they'll do have it. a few fat, flashy plays, but I, other than that, I don't think there's there's much going on there. But yeah, um, what do we got? We got four teams on the bye. We got the Bears, Giants, 49ers, and the Bills on the bye this week. That we do. Um, so what do you say, Pell? You want to make some picks? Let's make some picks. I will let you go first. All right, we're we're a little behind. We uh, we, we t- yeah, we took the we took the week off last week. I guess by I guess accident, say, actually. Yeah, I guess we could say we're on vacation, but in reality, we just kind of forgot. So yeah. sorry for that. But um, I'm sitting at 17 and seven on the year. So I think I got a one game lead over you, pal. But um, yeah, I'm 16 and eight right now. So you've got that one game edge. Okay, so uh, let's see what we got here this week. Uh, I'm gonna my first pick. I'm gonna go with the Ravens. We we talked about this game. I just, I mean, I'm not going to talk about it again, but I, I, I really think this is a huge game for both teams, and I think the Ravens just pull it out. So Ravens are my first pick. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the Falcons over the Saints. Uh, I think that Taysom Hill is going to be god-awful. Uh, <laughs> and I think that immediately we're going to see why Jameis should have been the starter instead of Taysom Hill. So I, I think I'm we gonna, see Jameis make an appearance either way. I, I think we do too. I, I really do. I think 
by the second half, it'll probably come in when they're down by 17, but it might be a little bit too late. Um, so the Falcons have been good this past month or so since Raheem Morris took over. So I think they keep, you know, trying to, you know, salvage a respectable season and get a win against the Saints. So I'll take Atlanta over New Orleans. All right. Um, one of the games that we pretty much just talked about, but I think I'm going to take the Bengals over the Washington football team. Um, Alex Smith played it a good game. What was the last game where he, he had like 290 yards? Um, mm. And he had 399 yards against Detroit last week. That's what it was. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he does play well, but I don't know. I, I just like the Bengals. I, I feel like I've been kind of sticking to them week in and week out just because I'm impressed by them. And, you know, they haven't been winning too many games, but this just feels like one of those games where, you know, they've been losing games in a row. They have the kind of ugly loss to Pittsburgh, but this is the game that, you know, Joe Burrow can kind of prove it. It's a really good defense in Washington. People kind of sleep on them. You and I talk about it all the time, but I think, uh, let me, let me pull this up here. I want to see where Washington ranks. Um, Washington is one, two, three, four, five. They're the seventh uh, best defense in the league. They're the number one pass defense, though. So that'll be really a, that'll be a fun matchup. Yes, they're. I did not know that. Washington football team is the number one pass defense in the NFL. That surprises me. I mean, Kendall Fuller's been doing well. They got us all. Like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that makes yep. sense. Wow. Uh, okay. I mean, Joe Burrow and the, the weapons that he has against that defense. I like that matchup. I, I think it's going to be fun to watch, but. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals in this game. I, I really do. I think they get their third one of the year. Washington football team. Wow. That's great. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. All right. So I originally was going to pick the Bengals as well, but I made sure to have a backup because I figured uh-huh. that you were going with the Bengals as well. I'm going to take the Lions over the Panthers. Um, I'm staying on this train that I've been on all season long <laughs> with Detroit. Um, they've been looking good the past uh, few weeks or so. Again, Kenny Galladay is out again. And DeAndre Swift is out. So, even then, though, we don't know what's going to happen with Teddy Bridgewater. We could see the XFL legend P.J. Walker make an appearance. We could see Will Greer from West Virginia get the start. Christian McCaffrey won't be there, so Big Mike Davis will be getting uh, the majority of the carries. Defensively, you know, Houston's looked – I'm Houston. Detroit's looked, um, you know, a little bit better, you know, getting Everson Griffin to help their front seven. Jeff Okuda and um, Desmond Trufant have been very good pickups. So, mm-hmm. I-, I like Detroit here. I think they keep rolling. They keep trying to um, – you know, get in prime position and take one of those wild card spots um, as the year goes on. I told you from the start, I didn't like Carolina and I still don't. So I will take the Lions to beat the Panthers. All right. Um, hmm. I don't want to, I don't know what your third pick is, but I don't want it to be the same and I don't want you to have to switch again. So give me your okay, third pick. I can't do it. I want to see if you pick the same one. <laughs> I was gonna pick the Packers. Did you? That wasn't it. That wasn't okay. it. Okay. All right, all right. Then I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Packers over the Colts. We 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 talked about this game. I I don't really understand why why the Packers are the underdogs, but I think kind of kind of like the game that we were talking about before. It, I think I was saying it with the Ravens game. This is a game where they just need to prove it. The Packers just need to you know. Oh, it was Tampa Bay. I was talking about. Uh, they just need to win a game against a good team. Uh-huh. And that's what the Packers are due for. I think they're due for a game. I mean, they almost blew it against the Jacksonville Jaguars last week. Yeah. So this is a game where Aaron Rodgers is going to be mad. He's going to be, you know, ready to go. And he'll, he'll beat a good defense in the Colts. So I, I like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in this one. All right. And I will take as my last pick. We talked about it. I'm going to take the Eagles over the Browns. Right. Um, you know, it's going to be a gross game in Cleveland. Another Rainy, windy, 40-degree game where there's not going to be a lot of points scored. <laughs> it's going to be ugly. There's going to be turnovers. I think both quarterbacks will have at least one interception. There will be a couple fumbles. It's going to be a low-scoring game. So, eventually, I think the Eagles just got to get this thing together. Mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield hasn't looked very good over the past couple games. The Browns haven't scored the last couple games. I mean, 16 points in two games. That's atrocious. Yeah. So, I will take the Eagles to win in one of the uglier games of the year. I'll take some weird – it's got to be some weird score. The Eagles win like 18 to 11 or something weird like that. So, yeah, give me the Eagles to win uh, in Cleveland and stay atop the dumpster fire that is the NFC East. I bet you both those quarterbacks have under 200 yards passing. I would bet a lot of money that – Oh, that's a good line to look at. Both of them stay under 200 yards passing. Um, you should look at a same-game parlay on FanDuel. Mm, check that out for me after this. But, all right. So I can. I, I got uh, – I got Ravens 
over the uh, Titans. I got Packers over the Colts, and I got Bengals over the Washington football team. My friend, what do you got? Just I've got Falcons over New Orleans. I've got the Lions over the Panthers, and I've got the Eagles over the Browns as I try to make up my one-game deficit against you in our pick session this, you, this season. You might be going 0-3 this week. I, I, kind of I hope like, to God not. I think, I think you're due for that. But, uh, yeah, a lot of football this week, and I can't wait. I, like I said, you know, I, I wish my Bills were playing, but now I can just sit on the couch from 1 o'clock until maybe 10, 30, 11, whenever the Monday night game or Sunday night game is over and just love life. Stay indoors, though. Everybody stay healthy out there. Yeah, what Kurt said, you know, cases are starting to spike again in different places. Other places are shutting down, you know, public gatherings again. So everybody just stay safe. Just wear a damn mask. For the love of God. It's not a political statement. It's an IQ test. Just wear the damn thing so we can get back to a normal life as soon as possible. So, um, yeah, good show, my friend. Where can they find you on Twitter before we wrap this thing up? Everybody, you can find me at Kurt, K-U-R-T, Homicer, H-A-U-M-E-S-S-E-R, 88. Um, I won't have the bills to tweet about this week, but I'm sure I'll find a way to tweet about them anyway. So uh, <laughs> follow along with me there. Jared, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at jbaileynfl. I'll be on 590 The Fan of Toronto tomorrow at 1230, previewing everything going on in the NFL. So you can check, uh, check out my Twitter for that segment. I'll tweet it out afterwards. Um, anything betting, Steeler-wise, all at jbaileynfl on Twitter. Thank you to everybody for listening to us once again. Enjoy your week. We got Thanksgiving football next week, Kurt. Yes. We'll be, and Thanksgiving we'll be, food. food. Yes, yes, football. we do. Yes. So we'll be back on Tuesday and then – We'll figure out when we'll do the week 12 show. Um, you know, we'll talk about all the Thanksgiving day games on Tuesday or Wednesday. And then more than likely we'll try to aim for the Saturday following Thanksgiving, just to give us, you know, a little bit of leeway after eating our weight and food um, mm -hmm. on Thursday. So yeah. Thank you for listening as always as laces out. We will see you next week for week 12. See ya. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.